0: This is Podco Media Networks. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hey everyone, I'm Ed Eberts, and I'm the founder of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step. In your workplace. In my many years in corporate America and 11 years as a leadership coach, every colleague and client, and I do mean every colleague and client I have worked with, have either not said something that needs to be said or not done something that needs to be done. And there are impacts to this lack of action impacts to their career, impacts to their progress, and impacts to their confidence. I use the word confidence purposefully as I believe one of the factors affecting their ability to make progress professionally is bravery. And so we're chatting with folks who have either not said what needs to be said or not done what needs to be done and hear what this impact or lack of action is having on their careers and lives. Or we're chatting with folks who found the bravery to say what needs to be said and do what needs to be done and the impact this action has on themselves and their professional growth. Today, I'm excited to welcome as a guest to our show someone who found the bravery to say and do something that needed to be said and done, and I hope you learn from his experience. Ken Mattson is a career and professional development consultant with Resonair Consulting. Hello, Ken. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. That was, that was a very informative introduction. Great. Well, I also want to tell listeners that you are the only person on the globe that I know who has seen every town in Massachusetts. Thank you, and it
1: might be the only one you know, but there have actually been a number of people who have done the same thing, not in exactly the same way I've done it. So thank you, and just to clarify for the audience, so I did a project I called the Meditate Mass 351 Challenge, because there are 351 cities and towns in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, and I've lived here most of my life, and there were a lot of towns I'd never seen, so I decided to Take the
0: opportunity to actually go and visit every town and see what it was like, so tell us again how many there are three hundred and fifty one and how long did this take you? It
1: took me about six and a half years. I could have done it in a lot shorter time. there are people who have done it like in a summer, but you know they don't really get to experience the towns and one of my my criteria that I used for that was I had to take a selfie in every town with something that could only be in that town. So I couldn't, I couldn't take it with some, you know, at a McDonald's or something, because I could be in a lot of different places (laughs) or a particular person. It's like, like, they live there. It's like, well, they go to other cities and towns. They're not trapped in in that place. So there was that. And I had to stay for at least 10 minutes and I needed to go to like the center of the town. It's like, well, where is kind of like the epicenter of this place to try to get A feeling for it. So that is one of the many sort of projects that I've done in my life, and it just kind of came about, and it it was a real growth experience.
0: Great. Did you see any statues at a town that they thought was the only statue like it in America, and you then saw it at multiple towns? I don't know about that. I saw a number of really unique things in a lot of towns
1: that I never would have known, you know, so like there'd be murals There are a lot of towns have been doing more artwork. I was thinking about Haverhill has, I guess Haverhill used to be known for their high ankle shoe manufacturing back in the 1800s. So they have these huge shoes all over the city. With painting, you know, the artists have painted all over them, so that's really cool. And I found out just unique things about a lot of towns, and it's like hidden gems and different things. So that that was probably more of it is seeing the real diversity because a town on the Cape is very different than a town in the Berkshires, sure and, sure, and and Central Mass and North Shore. So yeah, it was it was
0: yet an eye opener to see a lot of things. Wow. Well, congratulations. Can you tell us a little bit, Ken, about your company and what you guys do? So I have had Resonari Consulting for approximately 20 years. And
1: Resonari is Latin for to resound or to, to cause to ring. So I'm a career and professional development consultant. So my areas have been in helping individuals learn, change and grow and groups of individuals. Otherwise, that could be department or a company or that how to help them learn, change and grow. So how to be flexible with that and how to really connect in with who you are and what's important to you and how to connect that with making a difference in the world. So I do a lot with individual clients, particularly in the career development area. So that could be a lot of people who either they're having a problem getting a job or they're unhappy with what they're doing or they don't know what they want. So I really try to listen and work with them on that. But I've also done a lot of work within organizations. And that can be giving training, it could be leadership training, it could be skills training, it could be a lot of different ways. So really looking at how to match goals with who people are at their essence, whether that's a group at their essence, like what's really important to the group or what's really
0: important to the individual. Great. And at the end of the call, we will give folks your contact information in case they're interested in connecting with you. And as you know, our podcast is called Be Brave at Work. And I think as I have spoken with folks over the last 20 to 25 years, being brave at work means different things to different people. And so I'd love to hear from you, Ken, When you think about being brave at work or have experienced either a bravery or the lack of interest in doing something, what words or phrases or, you know, how would you think about bravery in the workplace?
1: I'm thinking a lot about vulnerability, like a lot of the work that Brene Brown and a number of other people have done on vulnerability, that usually bravery is, I've, I've heard somebody define bravery as having fear yet doing something anyway. And being that so, because a lot of people, you're kind of, quote, knowing the consequences, or there's something that there is, it's not smooth, it's not easy, there is some way that you're feeling like, okay, not everyone's in agreement, or I have to do something, or I might be rocking the boat, or I might be showing part of myself that then shifts the way people kind of see me, it could be any of these sort of things. So bravery is that understanding what it is that you're starting and saying, "Yes, I'm going to do that." because I think that fear is running or has run a lot of people, and I would say in our current situation, current culture, it is running a lot of things. And so people are doing things and reacting to that fear. And so, I think that being brave at work is when you're you can clearly see what's what's happening or what's in your environment and making a conscious decision to do something even though you know that not everyone's going to be happy with it it might have some consequences of changing the dynamics or in some way sort of shifting things.
0: Great great yeah this a common perspective that many people have that fear is kind of a feeling you have in respect to something that you're experiencing that's negative or a churn and yet still doing something about it. And I hope as we continue to interview folks that we'll hear more and more about how to do that. So we'd love to hear your story Ken and as our listeners know in addition to your story we also want to share two or three either lessons or observations or tips that you have in order for folks to make progress similar to the progress that you have made so let's hear your story oh great so as you know we've talked a little bit about well what sort of things can I
1: talk about and i can speak about it from a personal level in addition to a what i observed and i've worked with people and I feel like a lot of times that you tend to get into the work and you're you're doing things because you need to work on it on your own self. So as I mentioned about Resonara Consulting, it's about resounding or being in sync with things. So as a gay man, I have to always kind of make a decision on, do I come out? Do I not? And we're seeing this a lot in our culture, the whole LGBTQ area of just everyone it's like is coming out and saying who they are and a lot of people have a really difficult time with this so for me I've I've been out at work for a long time it's been about 30 years or so but it's something that you have to do almost every day because you're interacting with different people and you have to decide Is this something that is so core to me that I have to let it be known, or is it something private for it? And this is where I think a lot of people get confused or really kind of combine the two. And I'd like to also expand this because, okay, well... Being LGBTQ right now is a big thing because it does have legal ramifications in parts of the country where right now people can get married on the weekend and get fired on Monday for the same thing, you know, because there are a number of states in the United States that do not have protections for that. So people are having to make decisions on if they're being out at work and being themselves, but it's also about kind of being out in different ways, like, oh, oh, it's are you hiding part of yourself, but can you be genuine at work? So for me, I'm working a lot at, right now, I've been doing a lot of work in mostly the career area, and I've had to shift kind of some of my work because of the nature of who I am, my experience, and where I am, I'm having to do more of the training in that area. and. An anecdote that Ed and I were just talking about before we got on the call, he said, oh, well, I'll, I'll need a headshot for to put on this podcast to show people what you look like. And I've gotten some, I got some headshots. My brother is now a headshot photographer. There you go. Keep it in the family. Yes. And he took he took a number of pictures and one looks, you know, I'm in my suit and I look very corporate, you know, this sort of thing. And in another one, I'm also in my suit, but I'm smirking, you know, and it's like having the bravery to let that out, to, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. show that part of myself. Cause I think that for a lot of my life, I felt very afraid. I've been dealing with anxiety, which I think a lot of people have in their lives. And i I've been afraid about letting part of me out. And additionally, so I said, I've been dealing with anxiety. I've also been dealing with, you know, kind of childhood bullying issues. And a lot of that was my not being able to be creative. Because when I grew up, you got beat up and you got hurt if you demonstrated anything from yourself. And as a little gay kid, kids can sort of tell you're different no matter
0: what it is. And whatever they can to pick on you, you know, being different. Well, it is. It is one of the ironies, I think, of of our culture, which is that if somebody is heterosexual, they don't have a need or a feeling to go out, or even a cultural expectation to announce it to the world. Right. Uh, you haven't seen many women in the workplace come out and say, "Hey, I just wanted to let everybody know that I like men." Yeah. <laughs> or men, right? And yet, for gay folk, uh, there is this. I don't know if it's called a need or expect, expectation or requirement to, to do this, and it's the only word I can think of is ironic, but yeah.
1: Well, it, well, it's because we're coming up a, against an, a normative thing in our culture, so that when somebody comes to you and says, "Well, you know, how's your girlfriend?" And you don't have you know it's like, "All right, you are making an assumption about me that's incorrect." And, and so this is, we're, we're getting a lot of this now with the trans community. You know, we just had the trans day of remembrance because a lot of them, there's been a lot of violence against the trans community, but the misgendering of people where someone says it's like, no, I'm actually female. This is who I say I am, or this is the name I use. And people a lot of times get very, no, I'm not going to do, you know, I'm not going to respect that of you. So there is a lot of you know, saying, this is who I am at my core. And can I be that person outside in the workplace and this, and like I said, this expands to a lot more than just your gender identity or sexual orientation. But this can be in a lot of different ways that do I feel comfortable being me and having that bravery to sometimes say that to people who may have, may get upset, may not understand, may be prejudiced, may have the ability to make life hard for
0: you or to get you fired. So is there bravery associated, Ken, with being who you are or telling folks who you are or both?
1: Both. I would say both because you can't, you know, there's a a big thing about how people say, you know, don't come out until you feel ready for it. Mm -hmm. Because especially for now, like, I came out when I was 24, and this is back in the 80s. But, you know, now it's like there are kids coming out at nine. there, there is just becoming really Or even for trans, transgender kids, a lot of them are, like, three, and they're like, no, I'm not supposed to be a girl, you know, type of thing. So you need to be comfortable where you are before you can say it to other people because if you feel that you are in danger – Because seeing who you are will upset people. Like there, there are numerous stories about high schoolers being kicked out of their houses from their families because they're being truthful about who they are, or somebody outed them to their family. So it's one of those. I know there are statistics that, like, I think it's like forty percent of the homeless youth in America are LGBTQ, and. Yeah, and that's because a lot of times these are kids that were kicked out of their family because they're different, because they are living their truth. They're being honest to who they are,
0: and there are
1: people who don't feel they should be that way.
0: So, Ken, can you share either pieces of advice or ideas that you might have on how to be brave in the workplace as it relates to this topic? Sure.
1: So, I would say, first, you need to be really sort of secure in yourself, All of us kind of need to do the work of our own personal development. I'm a big proponent. I think everyone should try therapy because we all grow up as little kids and we're asked to figure out a world when we don't have the resources to it. So a lot of times we come up with ideas that then bring themselves forward into our adult lives and we need to kind of parse that out. So, in whatever way, you need to do that, whether it's therapy or something else. I think you need to kind of feel comfortable in your own skin, make sure that you have your own allies, people that you can talk to. So first it's there. And then when you are getting out, because like I said, I think that being brave is about facing the fear of the repercussions and still being true to yourself, is figure out you know techniques of ways that you can kind of speak in eye statements look for opportunities, get your allies this way. But sometimes it's just, you get in those situations where you just have to do it. You just have to, all right, there's going to be some repercussions from this, but I feel strongly that this is the reason why. And just, you know, it might be saying something, it might be speaking up at a meeting, it might be telling your boss something, could be like, hi, we're not going to make those numbers. It could be, any of these type of things but it kind of all comes from internally from you and knowing what that is and knowing where your supports are and knowing what the repercussions are and speaking from a really honest helpful loving sort of place not like i'm not saying this just to make everybody upset it's i don't care about this this is really important I want to see the best for this organization and everybody here. And given that I feel this is the best way to go because we get so riled up in our own emotions about things that sometimes it's not an emotional thing. It's more of a, it's more of a kind of tactical, just here's the truth. And so it is speaking, speaking the truth and love is a phrase that I've heard used a lot. So it's like, okay, well I'm saying this because I think it's really important And to have people get that. So instead of coming at things from a kind of antagonistic point of view, that's just going to put people on defensive. So because I think what so many people who are LGBTQ have found, that when they come out, they have all of these ideas about how bad something is going to be. And then when they do it, it's like, oh, that wasn't that bad. And I I have someone who I know who has said a lot of times – we tend to think about the worst possible situation. And, you know, it's like, okay, we've got all those possibilities and we fixate on the absolute worst outcome possible. And she's like, why don't you think about an alternative to that? Well, it's like, well, what's the best alternative? What's the best way this could happen? Can you focus on that? Because if you do that, just like, you know, if you're interviewing, I like a lot of times when I talk with clients, And they're going to go. I do interview prep with them. I say, imagine you go in and you've already got the job and you're just trying to figure out how to work best together. It's sort of the same way there. It's like going into a situation where you might think would be sort of antagonistic and say, let's just go in with the mindset that it's going to be smooth and positive. Because I think that being brave, we're always looking at the doomsday scenario.
0: Right, and when I work with clients, I work with them to be very future-focused, which is not focused in the past or what might go wrong, but how do you manage the future and ensure that things go the way that you'd like it to go? Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So Ken, as we're wrapping up, I'd love to just ask if you have a phone number or an email address or a website that you would like to direct listeners to who might have some more questions or would like to chat with you about the topic you shared today.
1: Absolutely. My website is Resonare.com. So that's R-E-S-O-N-A-R-E.com. And so there I have information on the services I offer. I also have articles and blog posts about a lot of different issues and how you can connect who you are with the work that you do. People can also email me at ken at com, And if they want to follow me on Twitter, I am at, at Ken matson, so that's at K-E-N-M-A-T-T-S-S-O-N. Most people don't think that there should be two Ts and two S's in my name, so that they a lot of times make that mistake. But it's Swedish. It's Matt's son, and so they can follow me on Twitter. They can email me. They can um, and go to my website, and they can find out more about all the things that I'm doing.
0: Terrific, terrific. Okay, and listen, thank you so much for taking the time today to share your story and how I think that you're brave every day in respect to how you interact with others. So thank you so much. Thank you, Ed. And thank
1: you thank you for this podcast and bringing these ideas out where a lot of people aren't brave enough to really come up with the speaking it to the world.
0: Right, right. I mean, that's the goal. The goal is really to give people ideas on next steps they can take, not necessarily solve the whole problem, but next steps they can take in order to make progress. So thanks again, Ken. And to our listeners, we thank you for listening today and welcome you to join us next Monday as we speak with another real person with a real story on how they've been brave at work.